Hello, hello. Is is, is this Lady X? She re, she chooses to be re, um, remain anonymous. <laughs> I don't have to remain anonymous. This is Lori. So this is Lori. Uh, everybody, let me give you a brief introduction. We had a brief conversation about the topic of my upcoming book, which is interracial dating. Why so many African American men are crossing the color line. Um. Lori was a bit taken back about that because she is a Caucasian woman who primarily dates African-American men. Now, and I promised Lori that I would be fair and that I wouldn't be long-winded and that we would stick to the basics in this interview. And that's what I intend to do. But what I basically wanted to do was get her perspective. She says she's been dating African-American men since 19 what did you say Lori 1990 Lori has been dating African American men since 1990 Lori um, I gave them a little bit of your background can you tell us why you initially started dating African American men I guess it wasn't for me it wasn't really a decision like that Um, I didn't set out to date black men I like I said, I grew up in the 90s and 90, I was I was 15. And so my first real like boyfriend was black and um, we were together for 10 years. He's my daughter's father. And it's just That's kind of, yeah, I mean, but, you know, we're not <laughs> we're really not together now. We have a good relationship and everything. Um, but that's kind of where it started. And it was less of a decision than um than just what happened at the time but times were also very different then um and i will say that since then my perspective on a lot of it has changed i guess for lack of a better way of saying it now laurie says something very interesting to me when i was kind of when we was having the kind of post interview chit chat she says something that i thought was quite interesting she said People don't think about who they date. They just do it. I kind of disagreed with her on that. She said, no, 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 you're not a woman. So (laughs) she said that women don't think about who they date. They just do it. So here's my thing. I've heard a lot of Caucasian women say they, I like chocolate. If he, if he isn't African-American or he isn't black, I, I, he won't even get the digits. I have no time for him. So are you saying that for you, Lori, that's not the case. You just date the person, not the color. I wouldn't go as far as to say that, and I have my reasons for that. What I would say is that a lot of Caucasian women who primarily date black men, I don't know if I would put a percentage on it, but (laughs) at least a subset of them, it is tied up in fetishizing black men. It's tied up in maybe family issues, with their dads or Mm. things like that that have kind of pushed them to rebel in that way and that's not to say that their feelings towards those men aren't valid or anything like that but I think that it's more of a sort of a superficial and not very well thought out way of dating and I think it isn't very conducive to raising a family with a black man I think for activity, sex, fun, whatever, that's fine. But I think you need to really think about it a little bit more than that before you embark on anything more serious than that. 
Now, ladies and gentlemen, to piggyback off what Lori said, I think it made a lot of sense. But she basically said, and this is the gist of what I got from what she said, a lot of white women, Caucasian women that choose to date African-American men, it's more of a fetish. They're doing it for reasons like they've heard that African-American men were better in bed. That stereotype has gone around for years. So she's saying, she's not saying it's not genuine and they can't actually love these men, but she thinks that they date African-American men for the wrong reasons. Like it's, it's more of a fetish. It's more. I won't, I, I won't even say. I I won't even say that it's the wrong reason. I just mm-hmm. think it's a very superficial reason, and I don't know how you could be the white mom of a black son when all of your reasoning for liking black men is tied up in I just like black. Like that's just not enough. And that's and that's not what Lori said in the in the uh, pre-interview. I, you know, this is a PG show, so I can't say how she worded it, but she yeah, said that the uh, yes. she said that the Caucasian women that date African American men just love black so and so, and that's an expletive. We'll bleep that out. I don't know how to do it, <laughs> but um, I found that very interesting because it made them sound a little bit shallow. Like the only reason you're with this man is because of that, and it's and, not um, all. It's not most. I don't even think it's half. But you can clearly see it when you immerse a white woman into a completely black environment, whether it's a different state with a different environment, a different club with a different environment, whether they're in the family environment, it sticks out like a sore thumb. You can see that they're not really trying, I guess, to be in tune on any other kind of level. And it's not all, mm-hmm. not most, but mm-hmm. it's definitely mm-hmm. a thing. Mm-hmm. She or said they're, they're not. She's she, she's basically saying they're not trying to be in tune. That and and I spoke about this on an earlier podcast. Um, the Caucasian women that do date black men, they just want the black man. They just want to be able to say they're with a black man. Do they care about Black Lives Matter? Do they get involved in those type of issues where it's time to speak up for a black man? When Trayvon Martin died, when Eric Brown died, when Tamir Rice, these people died, where were the white women that date black men? Were they on the forefront going, stop killing our sons? So basically what she, what I get from what Lori is saying is they just want to be with a black man because... It's it, like she said. It's superficial. It's just the it's the trendy hot thing on TikTok. Every Caucasian woman is with a black man. So that that's a little bit disappointing. But I I, I appreciate her perspective on that. And um, because I have my reasons that I think um Caucasian women date black men. But she's definitely educating me a little bit this evening. So I appreciate that. So Lori. Your uh, kids are by an African-American man. Am, am, I, am I correct? I have a 30-year-old daughter and a 7-year-old son. Yes. By an African-American man. And yes. you, and if I'm not mistaken, you said that that was a great relationship, correct? Uh, with their two different dads. With the first one, who was like my high school sweetheart, we have a good relationship. With the second one, um, it's more of a recent thing. We have a decent relationship, but he's a good dad. Decent relationship, but he's he's a good dad. Mm -hmm. And I think in our earlier podcast, when I talked to a young lady who was a flight attendant, 
She was much older than the black man that she was involved with. She met this black man after she had been in a 15 year marriage. So I got the feeling that when she first met him, like Lori is saying, it was more of a fetish thing. He was tall, he was built. It was a fetish thing. And that's my problem with interracial dating. I think you should date somebody because you guys have chemistry. He lights your fire. You guys relate on all types of different levels, spiritually, intimately, um, emotionally, not just the fact that he's a black man. That bothers me. I believe inevitably love has no color. Love who you love. But when you fetishize, and I think I'm pronouncing that right, I have an issue with it. So but her I children a, are... I, I think a lot of it is subconscious though too. I think it's like mm-hmm. you're, you know, as like especially like that situation, right? You come out of a 15 year marriage relationship, whatever it is, you get this yes. new thing that's the opposite of what you've been with, and Thank by you. nature, yes. by nature, it's fetish fetishizing. And I, but I don't think people think about it that way. They'll be like, "I'm just excited. I'm just this." And I think what everybody in every single relationship needs to do is think about what they actually have to bring to the table in terms of yes. understanding, in terms of relatability, in terms of yes. what can they do for the family, in terms of understanding someone's like mental state and all of those things. And I think, I mean, regardless of who we're talking about, but especially in this situation, I think that people are not doing that. <laughs> so let me give you a scenario. You're at a party, you're at a company function you're dressed nice you're a single lady you see a caucasian man standing there they're both at the table maybe pouring them a glass of wine you see a african-american man standing there you know they're side by side both men you would probably date they're probably your type my question to Lori is more prone to approach the african-american man i um do not date white men. And I I have dated white men in the past before my son was born. Um, you know, when I had my, just, it was just me and my daughter. I dated actually three in a row, all decent guys. You know what I mean? Nothing bad about any of them, but I, I had a little streak where I dated like three white guys in a row. And I just feel like <clears throat> probably like a lot of black people would think white women can't relate to like the the black issues that really go on I felt like those black those white men could not relate to anything about my daughter I felt there was a strain when I'm trying to blend families and like I always felt like my daughter would kind of stand out because she's you know she's mixed she's like but she's darker complexion big hair all of that and so for those reasons like I just would not date a, what what is a white man going to do for my black son right now like I just don't see it it's not even about attraction it's bigger than that like I just wouldn't even entertain and, and every in every single one of those relationships it was not a big issue they weren't like blatantly racist nothing like that but it definitely was a consideration um, that I am just not willing to deal with <laughs> so I don't know if I didn't have kids, I don't know what my answer would be, but I have two black kids. So that's my answer. Now, I, don't date now, white, I don't date white men, period. Now I'm raising my hand. She made an interesting point and I want to piggyback off what she said. I'm raising my hand as one of the men that think that 
and I don't know why we think this, but we do think this. Anybody that is non-black cannot relate to the issues that black people face in this country. We think that. I'm sorry, but I come from the South. I come from South Carolina. My mother was black. My grandmother was black. I'm not sure a Caucasian woman, and I could be wrong, but this is just the thinking. I'm not sure somebody that is not black and has not endured that type of struggle is able to relate to someone who's black. When I try to explain to you that I was discriminated against at my place of employment, or when I try to explain to you that I went into Key Bank or Bank of America and I tried to get a loan and the guy was just looking at me like I was crazy, even though I had all the credentials, I made enough money, all my ducks were in a row, he just would not approve the loan simply because I was an African-American man. So can somebody that is not African-American relate to that? Can somebody no. honestly relate to that? <laughs> no, the answer is no, honestly. And you'll remember, like, before we started talking here, one of the things I had mentioned to you is, like, over the course of, from 1990 until today, like, first of all, culture is totally different back then, right? But right. through today, and even through, like, the most recent events, those those are, and I, and I told you during the, the pre-interview as well, like, I just don't think people are thinking enough, Right. But all of right. those questions have occurred to me, like, and, and I have good friends that I've known for a long time that are like, I could never settle down with a white woman. I need someone of color that can understand and relate to me on a deeper level. And I feel that like, I'm like, you're right. Like, there's just some things that. We... Lori, are you still there? Can you hear me? You went out. You said some things will never go ahead. Start from there. Some things will never. I you said that no matter what, there's some things you said that you had friends that said they oh, would yeah. never. Yes, settle. exactly. Like I've had, I have like, you know, black men that, that even have divorced white women and have gone on to marry like brown or black women. Right. And, and they've said mm -hmm. like, they would never marry a white woman again openly, like, because they don't feel like a white woman can relate to them on that level. And I actually, I feel that from them. I'm like, I don't find it insulting. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not, I take no offense to that because I can totally understand that point of view. I can't, there's nothing I can do about it though. I'm white. So <laughs> I, I think the number one thing, like as a white woman that deals, you know, primarily with black men who's raising, like I said, black kids, all of those things, I think white women need to, honestly practice just shutting up more and listening because <laughs> I mean si sincerely I mean I mean it you know what I mean if there's <laughs> and 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 I say well, that because well, not, back, I'm not to cut you off not just white women white no nah, I'm not gonna say that go ahead finish Lori I'm sorry go ahead I mean I don't speak for black or for white men but yeah I just think that um especially you know if you're you're dating black men or if you're even involved in black culture if your kids are mixed or even your family members or whoever you really need to kind of at this point take a back seat and really listen to what the people who are actually in those communities say you can't be we're white i'm adjacent right so i can't if if a black woman says x y and z is racist i can't be like oh well that happens to everybody like no it's if 
I'm, I have to listen and trust that and take it into consideration in regards to how I move going forward. And I think that's, I think you are spot on, Lori. I think you're spot on. I really do. I think people just need to be quiet and learn from one another. Um, and not saying, you know, you can't understand my struggles at a, as an African-American man, but what you can do is I'm I'm not going to use the word sympathetic. I'll use the word em- you can, you can show empathy and you can listen. You can show empathy and you can listen. Like you said, you're a white woman. You'll never be black, so that's not your world. But you can empathize and you can listen. And listening sometimes is therapy in itself. This is what I'm going through as a black man. You're in a relationship with me, so you're already invested, and you owe me the courtesy to just give me that ear. But go ahead. Thank you so much. No, yeah. And I think um, speaking from my own perspective over all of the years, right? I had my daughter first and I was primarily with her. My viewpoint was a lot different. And I would look back at the younger me and I was 18 when I had her. But I would look back at the younger me and think like I had a lot of really ignorant thoughts about race and racism and all of those things. And in even like even through the progression over the years, it really took when I had my son and I really like Trayvon Martin and Philando Castile and you know what I mean? Like all of these things, I was seeing them on TV and it's just like the Philando Castile thing was crazy because me and my daughter were driving back from Portland and we pulled over and we're just crying on the road. It's like, what can I even do to protect this black boy that I brought into the world? I don't know the answers, right? But, and and there were people in like comment sections and it's like, you know, it's like, God, white women, you just don't get it. Do you have to have a black son in order to understand this? It's like, no, maybe not, but nothing drives it home quite like having a black son <laughs> and really feeling exactly. like you can't protect him. You know what I mean? So uh, I know exactly what you mean. And for those that are not familiar with the uh, Fernando Castile situation that she's talking about, Fernando Castillo was the African-American man who was shot on Facebook Live. He was actually a cafeteria worker. Did everything. Did everything. Yeah, he did everything. He he was a a full-time cafeteria worker. The cops, they were mistaken. They thought he was a guy that had just been involved in an armed robbery like a few uh, blocks away. And his girlfriend was like basically pleading for them not to shoot him. The cops still shot him on Facebook Live. And the in guy front basically of the child. said, "Yeah," and the guy bled to death. So, the Fernando Castillo thing was kind of it was graphic, and it was that was something else. But go ahead, Lori. I'm sorry. No, yeah, I mean, and that one hit home, I guess, a little harder because he literally d- did nothing wrong. But at the end of the day, you don't have to do everything perfectly to not get murdered in America. You shouldn't have to, especially, and, especially if you're a black man. Yeah, that's exactly right. And so. I feel very, um, you know, cognizant of that now in a way that I would not have felt 10 years ago. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, that's why I, I get really hung up on the fetish part of it and the, the sort of lack of intention behind who you date and why I, I, it really bothers me, which is why I brought it up to you, but I see it. I see it so much. Um, but yeah, so (laughs) I don't know. Well, I've learned a lot this evening. We are at the 19 minute mark. I told y'all we wasn't going to be long winded. We're going to get in, say what we got to say, and we're going to be out. Lori, it's been a pleasure. 
she expressed some great ideas, something to think about. She educated me as a black man. She's a white woman who exclusively dates black men. She's here in Seattle. I'm definitely going to try to um, have her on some future podcasts because she is wonderful. She has a great perspective. And I learned a lot. So, again, this is you are listening and tuned in to Derek Talk. This is my second time that I've had a live guest on my show. So I'm pretty excited. Lori, thank you for being transparent. Um, thank thank you. you for thank you for telling us your story. I know that you didn't have to do that. She's got the kids and stuff. She's doing homework. Thank you for taking the time to do this. And um, I really, really appreciate it. And I hope you have a great night. Thank you. You as well. Okay. Have a good night. Thank you. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.